Hello, I am Warden Wilson Matua of the Three Sheets National Reserve. Whiskey bottles die every day. Three Sheets to the Mouse was created to meet the global challenges of sobriety. It is my job to tell you that only with great debauchery and adult language can you be in harmony with nature. That is why I ask of you, all of you, sin nudes. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And justice deliciously squared, be prepared. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Three Sheets the Mouse. We're five average guys with love for all things Disney, but tonight I am joined by two guys who just want to do it spontaneously. Trenton. <laughs> um, if it's planned, is it really the same, Scott? Adam. What's up, motherfuckers? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just surprised himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you motherfuckers. Whoa, did I just say I that? I don't know what's going on. I've been possessed. Oh, dear me. Oh, oh my, my lord. <laughs> oh, my. It's like, it, it's like you just ate a really, really spicy pepper. It's like that really. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, grab, I'm sure, what we've been drinking tonight, and enjoy the adult side of Disney. <laughs> Everything okay with three sheets to the mouse. Uh, so tonight it's just going to be uh, just a little chit chat between the three of us. Uh, let's start by the debut on Sunday of Solo, a Star Wars story TV trailer. You guys all caught this, right? Of course. I'm still not excited. Right. I gotta say the tra- the trailer made me a little more excited than I was. Um, I was more excited, but I'm, I'm still very scared frightened about it. for this thing. I don't know. I really don't so, know. So if you've been living under a rock, the film stars Alden Ehrenreich, Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, uh, all-time favorite, Thandie Newton, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Jonas Sotomo, and Paul Bettany. As Ron Howard directs the, the essentially the backstory of, of Han Solo. Um, I'm excited for this. I really am. Uh- uh, I'm excited that Maz is in it. I'm excited that we get some Chewie backstory. I'm excited to get Han backstory, but does the guy just... I I would rather see 70-year-old Harrison Ford go no. try to play young... No, I, I, I no, 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 no. Take it that Because then you far. have... But at the yeah, same time... because then token, you have a crystal skull there's, problem. There's, there's just no need... I am very concerned for this movie. Just the rewrites, the remakes. I'm watching the trailer and I'm like, am I going to actually buy into this as much as I would a normal Star Wars movie? And right now, from what I've seen, the answer is no. I mean, does. No, look at the. No, but hear me out. That young Han Solo was. 
the original Han Solo? Like, that Han Solo was Yeah, but Han hear Solo. me out. Like, Rogue One got me excited. Rogue One felt like a Star Wars movie to me. This sounds like a hot mess. The <laughs> makes it look like an off-the-shelf. That's exactly it. And I don't expect... Like, that train scene looks like fucking Captain America. I'm hoping that the movie will... We all talked about Rogue One being a war movie. The, like, the nitty-gritty of war in the Star Wars franchise. I'm hoping this is going to be that, like, dark, seedy, underground, kind of like public enemy, godfather... But do you really like, think we're going to get that quality of a movie out of this? Well, uh, I, I'm only hopeful because Ron Howard is a fantastic director. So I think he'll do a good does job. Ron Howard know but about this is also not the first... Di- Ron no, Howard's no, no, a no, big no, 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 no. The, my issue is that... Th- it doesn't matter about wait, being stop. a fan. Because Ron Howard wasn't the first director of this movie. No, he wasn't. He took over. Lord Miller. And... Who are still credited as executive producers on the movie. Yes. So that means something somewhere. Yeah, it means that they... I think it means it's a good directive collaborative, but I think at the same time, I think I would have liked the direction that Lord Miller went with it than Ron Howard personally. Well... Look. Do you think they added too much humor? Do you think that's where they got kicked out? I, I think they probably tried to, to do too much, you know... Um, Yes. Yeah, yeah. Too much like slapstick humor, uh, banter. Prime example, and I and I liked it when Poe kind of trolls um, Hux on the 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 Star Destroyer, and there was that kind of like that back and forth. Yeah, still holding for Hux. It was kind of like that humor. I think there was maybe too much of this, and they wanted to tell an actual backstory of Han Solo. I think that they got pushback in The Last Jedi from there being too much of that type of humor and they saw it and they said, oh fuck we can't do that again. And I think there was mm-hmm. there was I a good amount that. of it and you're right, some of the parts were like ah, again? Really? The stick? It was just, it was too much in The Last Jedi and I appreciate it it's um, I liked the humor, the, there was subtle humor in, in The Force Awakens but I think that they balanced it in that movie. Yeah. And I think with The Last Jedi, it was like, oh, people like the funny parts. And I think that's what happened with Thor Ragnarok. And I think a lot of people liked it more with Thor Ragnarok. But I think at the same time, they, they said, let's push it and push it and push it and push it. And then finally people complained about it and they said, oh, fuck, we can't do this in Han Solo because people are going to say that there's too much and it's just going to be over the top. Because Han Solo's known for the quips and the quick wit and the, the humor... And I think they, Lord Miller took that as, all right, let's make every fucking dick joke possible. Right. No, I, I, I definitely see that. because With a name like Han Solo, the dick jokes are just kind of there. <laughs> uh, I, I think what people, like, what I think Lord Miller were trying to do, the, the, those two guys were trying to do was, they were trying to make the Tony Stark jokes and the puns. And it works for Tony Stark. And yes, it could certainly work for Han Solo, but... In a movie where you're trying to tell this like nitty gritty backstory of how this guy was involved in the deep underworld of the uh, of the criminal underground in Star Wars, you can't make the the, the dick jokes and the the puns that are. Well, I have a different. Trying to explain question. how he met his 
huge no, furry no, life no, no, partner. No, 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 I truly have a different question. Do we need a backstory for Han Solo? Why? I would, if, it, if it's why? I would love to see how he does the Kessel Run. Because he's a beloved main character for a, you know, a series of movies that people have been watching for 45 but years. I, I, do I would say, Adam... Adam, I will say this, because his backstory is probably a lot more interesting than Leia's backstory. I mean, are we really going to want to see Leia grow up in a palace and with a silver spoon in her mouth? No. Do, do we want to watch Obi-Wan live in a fucking desert And I hut? agree with both of those comments, but... Scott shook his head no, just for the no, record. No, I, I, yeah, I mean... So we can't I mean, back out on that list. I mean, I, I will say, I would love another Obi-Wan movie. It just, the, but, the Exile movie would not be... It would not be interesting. But that's my point. Because it's... It would, we, we, it would be cast. It would be cast away with you and McGregor. But here's the thing with this, and this is how I honestly feel. I am much more interested in an Obi Wan backstory than a Han Solo backstory. I'm interested in a young Yoda backstory. That would be interesting. Well, how young and, Yoda? How old is Yoda at this point? 130. No, 800 years. Yes, yeah, so, 800 years like, old. I am. Do we mean young Yoda at um, young Yoda at 400, or do we mean like a true I young think Yoda? Showing showing Yoda become a Jedi, I think that would be a great story. His Jedi trials would be pretty interesting. Yeah, so but I'm again, but that's what I, I mean. go back. There's so I, many better choices to do a backstory on. But like who? You just said well, Yoda. I said Obi Wan. Right. You said so many. Obi Wan would not. I be disagree. I would, I said this, uh, I can't remember what episode we talked about this. I think it was one of the Star Wars episodes. I would love to see a Old Republic story. I would love to see them go deep into the Old Republic, deep into the, the first conclave of the Jedi. Well, here's the problem I'd with that. I'd rather see a Rebels. I'd rather see a Rebels. They made that a lot of that old uncanon. Yeah, I know, I know. And re- you can remake it canon. I mean, you could consider- Give me a Thrawn you Seriously, movie. write new story. Give me a villain aspect movie where it's honest. Well, if they give you a Thrawn movie too, then they could do a Batu. Well, that's it. That's exactly tie-in. my point. I mean, we've had all the good guy movies. But the problem with that, Adam, is a lot of people, as we've discussed before, don't know the canon from but then the books. Create you it. You can't put out a movie and everyone goes, "Who the but, but fuck here's, is that?" But who knew anybody uh, from I, Rogue One? I don't One? know who Thrawn is. I we're, I mean we're, weren't Rogue One cre- uh, characters created for the movie? But, Thank you. Yes, but they That's fine. fit into but they fit into a previously known storyline. All line. of these characters can fit into a previously known storyline if you do it properly. If you, yeah, if you start developing the old Republic and start going backwards in time, you could develop these characters and they would be loved just as much as Han Solo and Leia. What about a movie that starts when the mask gets put on Anakin? In episode three, to when you see him on Hoth in episode four, I would actually rather see uh, the episode three up to uh, when he walks out uh, of the uh, like the boarding party on uh, Leia's ship. Well, I honestly think what Trenton said is coming. Oh, I think there's definitely going to be a Darth Vader movie. It's just a matter of time. There has to be, like the rise of the Empire, without a doubt. Because really. Because really, we have. Oh, so you're ta- you're talking to like yeah. Rogue One? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. Va- same thing. Honestly, Vader up until Episode Four. I, I think it's like a ten minute. It's like a ten minute difference. I think. Yeah. What, what no, I said, exactly. No, I think I, th- I think a Vader a Vader from Episode Three to Four is going to. 
be made at some point. There has to be. Because you can hate it. You can hate on the prequels all you want. When that mask and he goes <laughs> for the first Without time. Without a tear. No, I, I, I don't well, know. No, that was the. Okay. We're going to talk about this. the only part that you like Anakin Skywalker. We're going to talk about this for a second. The third prequel is the best prequel. Yes. But yes. that's where you get all that emotional buy-in. I yeah I look I've said this time and time again that battle scene between Anakin and Hayden Christensen this is the this is the only time that you actually feel the emotion from Hayden Christensen I agree. because other other than other than this battle scene you don't really like he's just he's a bad actor yes but for some reason no, he got this no, I can't, no he is no because is. if you I can't blame all this on the acting. I can't. You also said Natalie Portman was a good actor, and she's a fucking she's amazing actor. Awesome. It's the it's it's the writing. It's in the, the writing, and it, it's the direction. It's not just the writing. It's no. I said she is a good actor. I said she's a good actor. She's terrible in this. You can tell she, when. No, hear me out. He's right. Hear me out. No, you're right. No, no you're listen, right. I'm not. I'm you're not right. Leaving my because you can tell when an actor's bought into a role. You can tell when there's feedback on those collaborations almost. This you can tell somebody ruled this movie, these three movies with an iron fist and said, this is the way I want it. This is the way it's going to be. And if you don't like it, get the fuck off my set. So, you know, I, I, I thought of a, an argument for Scott about the prequels the other day. Scott, don't... name your top five lightsaber battles all time. I, I, I've never said I hate the prequels. Nope, I've never nope. said that. I, answer, answer my question. Top five lightsaber battles okay. in all of Star Wars movies. Number, alright, so five. Five to one. Worst to best. Five is... You're putting me out. You're really putting me on the spot, and that's a lot of lightsaber battles. Yeah, I, I couldn't so, do that off the top of my let head. Me, let, me do, let, me do, let me do three. I'll do three. Okay, so number three. number three for me is uh, the Duel of the Fates, and that's Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul. That's number three. Okay, pretty prequel right okay. number two is obi-wan and darth vader on episode four garbage okay no not no. garbage different style different style um technology what you see this is this is yeah. the argument that i've had with you, the f- you can't you, you can't you can't just say technology yeah it's but two of your top three lightsaber battles are in the prequel. I'm not saying that they're bad lightsaber battles. You got to remember the Jedi in episode four, five, and six are extinct, nearly extinct. Just saying. The Jedi in one, two, and three are at the prime of their power. It's a totally different. I would say four, four of the top five are in the prequels. But oh, because a battle was, make a focused. movie. But they were focused on that. They were focused on the Jedi story, the Jedi and the lightsaber, rather than in... I mean, how much... I wouldn't even say top one of the top three. I wouldn't say any of the top five are in the fucking sequel, or the, the, the original movies. How many lightsabers are actually in the original trilogy? Well, technically, four lightsabers, three people. No. Because Luke has two. Luke has two of them. No. Luke has Dark he, he has a green one. He has right, a, yeah, but he has doesn't he get the blue one from somebody else? He gets it. No, blue one was Anakin's. Exactly. Before so, yes. I mean, four lightsabers for three people. You see, this how is, many how many lightsabers are in the prequels? But that's my pr- Grievous, Grievous has but four. But this is my yeah, problem exactly. with the prequels. Is too much technology. It besides the technology, it's like 
Lightsabers are now a scarce source. What? The lightsaber no, hear battle? me out. In, but, but no, listen to me. Listen. The lightsaber battle that might be number one in the universe was when Rey and Kylo Ren fought his own guards, or fought Snoke's guards, in Last Jedi. It's sti- that's still... And there's not that, that many left now, either. That's still... Uh, honestly, no, if, but if you consider you that the, in... No, hear me out for five minutes. Okay. Um, at that point, lightsabers are getting rarer and rarer. Because it makes sense. Why are there only three at the point we get episode four? four. Five. It doesn't make sense. And that's my big disconnect. Where did all these other lightsabers go? I understand by the time Bray gets her lightsaber, they're super rare. It's well. It's because it's because the, the it's because Order sixty six. The the Sith killed them all. But where's the technology? Right. But where did they go? Well, and Luke tried to bring it back with the new academy. No, no, no. Where's the? Te- it doesn't disappear. These things don't just. Somebody doesn't come no. around and smash them all. So, but nobody's but making nobody's them. making. But them why isn't anybody hoarding them? them? Because the Jedi aren't. T- they might be. We don't know. But well, where they are? Where are be- they? Why doesn't? Man, there could be in episode no, nine, but hear me out. Hear me. This is my about. disconnect between the first trilogy and well, the prequel trilogy is that okay. Why doesn't the dark side have every fucking lightsaber? Because they Same don't money. want to. They, the dark side operates on on. So then, why a, does Vader get one? Because because there's a master and apprentice. Always only two Sith. There's always only All two right. Sith. If there's a master and a prince. That's why Dooku gets right. So right. Why doesn't? So why doesn't the Sith? No, that doesn't make sense to me. Listen, just hold on, hold on, listen to me. A lightsaber is created by one Jedi. It's created by the Jedi. He chooses his kyber crystal and then creates his lightsaber. You cannot just mass produce these things. So it has. You have to first of all. You have to be force powered. You have to have force in, like you have to have midi chlorians, and you have but to be why force sensitive. But why if, if area, if the directive was that specific to kill all the Jedi, why didn't they collect the lightsabers off those Jedi's that they killed? Because the Sith don't have foresight. They don't understand that. They they think. Then why the doesn't think, what I can't think. I don't think it's that. I don't think they have the amount of people to... They don't, well, but no, why doesn't... What's his name? And I can't think of his name, and I'm drunk, and I apologize because I've been playing Battlefront all night with these guys. <laughs> so, and I've been drink. I killed off a bottle of wine, and I'm on to beer. What's his name never picks up a lightsaber? In... Who? Palpatine? Not Palpatine. No, he, the, the Emperor the, never picks up a lightsaber. No, he does. That's Palpatine. He, uh, yes, he does. Tri- he has a red lightsaber. In the, ori- use in the original trilogy, he had a lightsaber. Right, but why doesn't he use it? Because he's got the lightning. In yeah. It doesn't make by, sense. By four, by 4, 5, and 6, he's all powerful, and he doesn't need to. That's bullshit. I agree. He kills fucking Mace Window pretty That's fucking. in the first trilogy I'm talking about. In... I'm just saying it's, it's the same not. Because he's, same because he's got he's got Vader to do his bidding. He also doesn't need it, obviously, when he fights fucking Mace Windu. Alright, stop. But that's what I'm saying. All these lightsabers are around. Right? No, no. Kyber crystals and lightsabers are totally different. Kyber crystals are are around, but they're scarce. But what happened to all these lightsabers? 
Well, I'm sure I'm sure that when the Jedi were killed, they were destroyed. Why would they be destroyed if it's this ultimate powerful? Who's gonna use if it's the this system? ultimate powerful weapon, and we've seen that almost anybody can pick up and use a lightsaber, how'd it's that, been wait, proven. How'd that, how'd that work out for Finn? How'd that work out for he Finn? He was able to use it. Was he able to turn it on? He was able to turn it on, and then he got a saber in the back. He was able to turn it on. And then did he use one in Last Jedi? He didn't, he didn't use it well. That's, he was never trained on that kind of battle. That makes sense. Right. He were never so trained on every, sword battles, but anyone can. It's like a gun. Anyone can shoot it. Not everyone can use it well. Pussy, let's be honest. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm. I. But anybody can turn it on. So why take this pretty much laser sword, which is this ultimate weapon, and destroy them all? Because the Sith don't want more Jedi. They want to control. No, the Sith don't want more Sith. You have to be... This is the thing. I can't picture them not hoarding this. Then why why would they kill all the Jedi if they don't want more Jedi? They don't, they don't want, want more, Jedi. more Jedi, but they don't want more Sith either by the rule so, of two. So then kill. So then destroy it because you've got your own lightsaber. But then why don't you keep the cyber Sith crystals? Sith lightsabers are also red. But the kyber crystal can change to, to based on your... No. Yeah, it can. No, I agree with you, but then why not ki- destroy the weapon, keep the kyber crystals? It, it, there's, this is a huge plot hole that I've always had a problem with. That's the plot hole. No, you it's just go one of it? them, but it, it it makes the most sense. I mean, we're gonna kill everybody, but we're just gonna let their these weapons pretty much just float out to everybody who wants one. Well, no, they so, no, they destroy them. They destroy them because I don't want to change topics, but. When Boba Fett picks up Jango Fett's helmet, wouldn't it be really cool if his head fell out? It should have, actually. That would have been fucking badass. Hi, Dad. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so top five lightsaber battles of all time, while we're on the the topic, it's going to be... Uh, Again, It's going to be Anakin Anakin and and Obi-Wan versus Dooku. Number five. Uh, Which which one? When Dooku dies. Mm. Uh, I love the Yoda that's fight. That's fucking awesome. The Yoda one's good. The Yo- Dooku, but no, no, the Yoda Palpatine or the Yoda Dooku. No, Yoda Palpatine. I think Yoda Dooku is better, but um, I don't know. Anakin so laying five. there with like half an arm. That's eh, weird. Yeah, five. Anakin, Anakin, Obi Wan versus Dooku. Four is going to be Ray and Ray versus. Kylo in the woods. See, but can yeah, you conis- honestly call that a? <laughs> no, no, I, I'll, I'll agree with him there. That's number four. That's number four. Yeah. Are you looking at it? Number no, but here's three. the thing. Are you looking at it for fighting style or emotional impact? Because those are no, those are two very different things. No, I, I think I think overall, like I think it's the overall. Yeah, you gotta. That was the weirdest because... fight ever. If you really look at it, then. You have two people fumbling in the dark with um, powers that they don't really understand. Kylo Ren is an extremely He's strong. A, they're both extremely strong, but neither one of them understand what the hell they're doing and what but, kind of power I, they wield. But I, but I think that's what... Uh, well, Kylo is... Kylo is... Kylo is rough, so. but he knows what he's doing. Can I get to my list? Hold on. Well, no, hold on. Let's discuss this real quick because I'm sure we'll all have it. Uh... Ray is Ray is completely new to the force. But 
she's very polished for what she's got. She's she's immensely talented and hasn't yet to learn how to, to use her force powers. And it's kind of like the emotion there is the sort of like the coming of age of her in this battle alone. Where she learns that she's got this okay. Jedi capability. You just made my point for why she's not a Jedi. Well, I think she's a Jedi. Why is she a Jedi if she's basing her powers off of raw emotion? No, no, this raw, like, raw talent, no, not emotion, raw it's talent. all emotion, I don't care what any, the reason why that fight hit so hard is because of the emotion behind it. If she had a, if she had emotion, she would have joined Kylo Ren no. in the battle in Snoke's throne but, room. But, but, uh, but Adam, then, then you got the same argument for Obi-Wan. That emotion in episode three, I mean... Does, no, but no. You were the chosen one. Obi Wan was trained. You were my brother. But Anakin. here's the thing. Obi Wan was. I loved you. Here's the game with this. Obi Wan was fully trained at that point. So, but he still had emotions. Still had love. Right, still had but feelings. you can't, a Jedi is not supposed to have emotion. Well, he did. They're I, not see, I think supposed that's to, and that's why he left them to die. I think that's bullshit. I think you can have. No, I can't no. I'm agreeing with See, Anakin. See, I don't, and that's why I've always been a Sith guy. That's no, why I've always I been gray. Because I'm emotional. I don't know if no. anyone knows that. I think. <gasps> uh, <laughs> I think you can have as a Jedi. You Darth can Vader have. Tattoo, you can have passion for no. the things around. You can have love for. The you things are supposed around. to be detached. You're pretty much a, a, a monk. Fucking... A monk. Yes. I know. I wasn't gonna say a monk. What's the word they call Varys and? <laughs> a eunuch. A eunuch. You're not supposed to have yeah, any no. kind of equipment no, down no. there. This, <laughs> the Jedi, the Jedi is is the, uh, the unsullied. No, oh, shit. I I actually I actually did a uh, I, I did a paper in college about uh, for my religion class about the Jedi being similar to a monastic order. Yes, and they are without a doubt. But that's the problem. I, you know, the problem the reason why monastic orders. Is it the people at the top are still corrupt and doing No, the but the people? reason why Rey is so powerful is because she's using her emotion to fight at that point. And we've that's gone, everything against the Jedi Code. You do not use your emotions to fight. Um, we've, we've gone down a super, super dark rabbit hole here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we go to number three? No, 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 let's, uh, oh, fine, go to number three. Number three. Obi-Wan versus Grievous. Say it again, Wait, I missed it. Obi-Wan versus Grievous. He Grievous. shoots him with a blaster. No. No, I disagree with... I am on Scott's page. That whole fight scene where he rides the lizard around and shit? It's awesome crazy. until you break out a blaster and then that's no longer a fucking... He wins the battle with a fucking blaster and then calls it uncivilized. It's still, it's still it's an awesome fight scene. It's not a lightsaber. It's not a lightsaber battle. Number number two is Rey and Kylo and. Snow I Snow love Snow. that scene. That's a really good. But one. again, and but number one is you and McGregor and or Obi Wan and and Anakin. The the, the chosen You're, one. You've completely like top five. You've completely missed Obi Wan and Darth Vader, Vader on the yes. Death Star. That's an important I, emotional scene. Very important. It, I didn't say it was important. I said overall it's not. Oh, but no, it, overall no, it's important. Because it's, I get, it's a top five. No, but I understand where Trenton's coming from with this. Yeah, newer is always better. It, it's not that it's newer. It's just that the actual 
tech is better. Yeah, newer is always if newer better. Was important, if newer was important, then, then Ray and Kylo and Snoke's throne would be number one. I love that fucking scene. The emotional drama, the I love that scene. But when Anakin becomes Vader, and the I hate you, that is so much more important than... No, I, I get that. I get that. But you've also missed the uh, the battle on Bespin with Luke and and Darth. That one, yeah. No, I got it. Was it was considered? That's probably six. And and then even the even the final the final battle with you see, but that, Luke, no, because you have to be super careful with that one because that's not a lightsaber battle. Which one? The final battle between Luke and. Yeah, that's not just lightsabers. That's all of. Ooh, I'm gonna electrocute you with my lightning powers. No, no, that's the, that's the end of it. But there's a there's a very good lightsaber battle between where Luke sa- where Luke says, "I know there's good in you." I mean, that's a that's a very emotional scene. It's also short. Yeah, but the real battle is not well, between Luke and Vader at that point. The real battle is between Luke and Vader and himself. Yeah, no, it's between a, Vader himself. That's metal, shit. That's yeah, something different. Mad. That's not, I couldn't call that. That scene is not dependent on the lightsaber battle. So Adam, now that you've had a little time to think, we've talked about it. Can you do your top no. three? I'll you know I'll do a top. My five. problem five. is for my top three is because I watch and I read too much, and there's stuff so, that y'all may make fun of me for, but there's been better battles on the freaking cartoon show. Limited to the limited to the feature films. Yeah, that's where I run into problems yeah. because so, after a while, they all become interchangeable to me. But the problem is the problem that I'm gonna I'm gonna say is that if Adam gave a top three right now, I would guarantee that at least two, if not three, are not from the original trilogy. But, but I agree with that, Trent. Trent, and I'll tell my and I ultimate said this top fight has to be your same, the same one that you have. Yeah, it's it's Anakin and Obi Wan no. on on Mustafar. No. No. That was my number one. Was, that was, that was his was number, number two. One? My the number one. No, 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 no. The one Scott just said was my number one. The one you're thinking of. Your number two fight. Then your number two. I'm sorry, I'm getting them out of order because. You're good. You're good. I'm you're drunk. Good. The, we're, we're, the Ray, the the Ray, Ray and Kylo Ren fight scene was fucking mind-blowingly choreographed. Oh, it was. It, it was, was wonderfully choreographed. Beautiful to watch, and just all the constant switching of sides, and just. Like, this one's going after that one, and now we're going to team together, and now we're separate again. Oh, fuck, that was mind-blowing. No, I, 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 I definitely don't disagree with you. I'd, I'd love to see who the fight choreographer was for that, because Bob Anderson served as the choreographer for um, the prequels, and he's a British fencing instructor. He was a British Olympic f- fencer. He's amazing. And if you ever, if you have the DVDs, if you have the Blu-rays, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes training that goes on with those lightsaber battles. Because, again, the original trilogy was supposed to be this old samurai-style fighting. If you watch Yojimbo, if you watch the Kurosawa films, uh, Hidden Fortress... Um, a, a lot of that's obvious with Darth Maul if you look at his choreography. But but that's the game, and, and this is where I have a problem. And I'll be, it's like a monk staff. But but, yes. but here's the problem I have: Are we looking at choreography for a fight scene? Are we looking at emotion? No, hear me it's out. Overall. Hear me out. Let me. It's 
overall. Are we looking at yeah, emotional impact for our fight scene? Be I'm talking about all I that stuff together, yes. Because if you look at the choreography between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader on the fucking Death Star, it's garbage. Yeah, but, but the technology... You see, this is no. the problem I'm having. Because the technology wasn't there back then. It's not garbage. It was fine no. with it was fine with Darth Vader in in Luke. No, it wasn't. It's not garbage. If you really Listen, watch, it was better than that. If you really watch the choreography, it's very slow and it's very clunky. And listen, and and listen, why? Because if you go back <coughs> and watch the behind the scenes of that episode or of that sh that movie, George wanted this to be a samurai battle. Samurai battles are not quick and fast and, and lightning. Mm -hmm. It's it's calculated. Moves are calculated. That, that is a the the style of fighting that Darth and um, and Obi Wan have. They were told to keep two hands on the lightsaber because these things are supposed to be heavy. They're supposed to be like samurai swords, and samurais only use two hands. They're not a one-handed battle. I will say that the the prequels the prequels lightsaber battles were set up out. totally different than four, five, and six. It was just set up that way because and the Jedi were more knowledgeable, they were more agile, they were more practiced. You gotta remember, by four by episode four, the only Jedi the only Jedi's left are Yoda and Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan is probably hundred years old. By Okay. Sorry. In the canon movies. Uh Ahsoka's canon. Suck my dick. Uh in the movies. <laughs> Appearing in the movies, Obi Wan and Yoda, and Yoda's eight hundred years old. Obi's got Obi Wan's got to be like hundred years old, old at this point. They're not going to be jumping around and doing flips like in the original trilogy. And I, you see, but this is where the disconnect and, and, and is, and this is where I read your disconnect. But the problem is that it comes with a lot of things, and and it comes with the same idea that I have with. Liking Flight of Passage as a ride, I think. And Scott will have the same idea. Newer like is I said. always better. He won't, he won't. He won't. It. He won't fucking admit it. It's not that it's newer is better. Because I like rides that are older than newer rides. Do you like Haunted Mansion right over Flight of Passage? No. But what but I'm saying is, I like. That's not a fair comparison. It's it's not a fair comparison. But what I'm saying is, I like. I like Haunted Mansion over Carousel Progress. Carousel Progress is older. Not, not, by, not by much. Closer, though. It's closer to a not fair much. comparison. Like three years. I like... Uh, fucking... Let's see. I like Splash Mountain better than Rock and Roller Coaster, but I love Rock and Roller Coaster. That's like five-year difference. But, but it's no, still how about this? How about this? Do you like... Haunted Mansion over um, over Frozen. Yeah, that's not a comparison either. Though. No, they're they're dark rides. They're it's dark rides. No, fine. Do you like Pirates over Frozen? Yes. Okay. It's not. You see, this is the game. Frozen's just shorter. No, Frozen's longer. Uh, no, the, Frozen's line longer the line is longer. The line is longer. Frozen's gonna be. Six or seven minutes, maybe? No, not that long. That's not that long of a traction. Um, you see, that that's the game you play. There, It's a different everything. Everything is different. 
And you can sit there and you're comparing apples to oranges. And I don't care what anybody says. You look at any movie that was made, a science fiction movie, and that's what we're dealing with here. I don't care which way you cut it. Yeah. Star Wars is still a science fiction movie, and any time a science science fiction movie is updated with newer technology and newer graphics and newer and it doesn't make sense for a lightsaber to be that heavy. Absolutely not. When you're looking at a science fiction movie. Right, but again, the so it was a stupid idea originally. No, well, no, the it wasn't a stupid ins- idea because no. it made sense at the time. But now we have a computer in our hand. Right, and the original, the original inspiration for Star Wars was the samurai films, was Kurosawa films. I mean. Trent, have you ever seen an Akira Kurosawa film? Uh, do I... Can I ask you a question, Scott? Yes. Do I look like I've seen one of <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me for being... I mean, this is a legit question. I mean, to be honest with is, you, I don't think I've ever seen one either. Oh my god. I'm working with a bunch of Philistines. Here's the thing. It wasn't my thing. I don't... I necess- love Kurosawa. I I saw The Last Samurai. Does that count? I do love that movie. That's a good movie. I implore you guys to go watch one of the inspiration... One of the most inspirational films behind Star Wars was Akurosawa, Akura Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress. I'm never gonna watch this movie. I would love to see. Oh, it's sit. so good! Yeah, it's I, so I good. get it, and but I, I'm it one of those the odd people who don't necessarily watch the movie for a fight scene. I need a plot. There's a plot. There's totally a plot in in this film. This this forms the basis for uh, for C3PO and R2D2 and Princess Leia. It really does. So to, uh, this is this is gonna be a loaded question, but what are we drinking tonight? I don't know what I uh, didn't drink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a Samuel Adams Summer Ale, and I'm going to be honest, it's real shitty. And I'm going to be honest as well, as I normally used to like Sam Adams, and anything that I've tried from Sam Adams lately has been shitty. That's not entirely fair. There are some there are some good Sam Adams beers. I will say... I said lately. Yeah. I said lately. The, this, the, the Christmas pack that they do is, is really good. I like their I like their uh, old fizzy. I don't. They did like a coffee lager, which wasn't good. It's okay. It, it, they did their their winter ale is not good. I've been meaning to try that seventy six that they have. It's okay. It's a it fucking tastes like a Budweiser, dude. I mean, I literally got this because it was on sale at the gas station. It wasn't like I was fucking going for <laughs> that, that is shooting shooting for high hopes here. That man. is never a good thing. It was on sale. So Adam, that looked like a left hand. Was that a left hand beer you were just drinking? What's the what's the me? Oh, left hand left hand brewery. The brewer that on the beer that you were just drinking. I only saw the back of the label. Adam, what are you drinking right now? What didn't. <laughs> leftover beer <laughs> what is the beer <laughs> two times stout southern tier it's awful oh southern tier oh it's a southern it's tier it's <laughs> they're, they're not terrible southern tier is really hit or miss like southern tier but it's been in my fridge already southern tier is one of those brewers that they're either spot on and they do something that's, that's a little out of the ordinary like 
but it's still good. They do like a creme brulee stout, but at the same time, they're the ones that go way too hipster and try to make shit way too crazy, yeah. and then it's yeah. just it not just, good. This is not good. It, it's it's one of those you know, it, but the problem is is those beers, those super hipstery, weird, out of fucking left field beers, are the ones that sell because I and it's in in a lot of people will notice that with a lot of beers with and it, and it, and it started with the IPA movement I think a couple years ago and it's turned into a, a, a dark beer thing, is that a lot of a lot of brewers will go oh look at this this fucking stout tastes like cigarette butts <laughs> and people are like. I, I've tried this beer, and it's like, we get it, you fucking hipster douche on your fucking fixed gear bike. We know you fucking tried it, because I can see your handlebar mustache, you fucking idiot. We know. But it's it's one of those things that people only drink that because they know that it's... It, it, and they know that it's gross, but they know what's going to sell, so people can say that they've drank it. It's fucking dumb. I'm sorry. This is the best description of the craft beer movement I've ever heard. Without a life. doubt. Without a doubt. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, tonight I got. Uh, well, I uh, I poured out some uh, some Elijah Craig for Barbara Bush because I'm. I, I mean, my God, she went drinking bourbon. That's awesome. Good for her. God bless. You know what? You know what? She lived to be 92 years old, and she drank bourbon every day since she was 20-something. You know what? Bourbon is the key to life. Right now, I'm drinking uh, Glenn Morangy's Nectar Dior, which is a... Um, there's still some in that bottle. I think you fucked up. No, there's there's none in the bottle. It's all in the glass. No, no, turn that. No, look at that bottle. Lift it up. No. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit less. Scandalous. Um, you need to dump that in that glass. <laughs> So this is a this is a, a Scotch whiskey that is aged for ten years in, in in used bourbon cask, and then for the last two years is aged in French uh, Sauternes cask, which is a sweet wine. You definitely get the 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 sweetness to it at the end of it. Is there any burn to that? No, none at all. It's super friendly. It's dolphin. So I would like dolphin it. smooth. You always talk about dolphins. I think you got a dolphin. Well, thing, dolphins man. have smooth skin, so it's dolphin yeah. smooth. Like if, if like this is like a, the first conversation and like four conversations where the first one's like dolphins are smooth. The next one you're like I kind of feel like I'm attracted to I dolphins. The next thing conversation is like I fuck dolphins in the blowhole. Like this is I like have a really dumb question to ask. How do we know if dolphins are that smooth? Because I've swam with dolphins and they're fucking smooth. <laughs> See. <laughs> Dolphins are like Kenny G on a saxophone. They're fucking smooth as fuck. <laughs> and better left in the 80s. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some other news. Uh, you can now use your My Disney Experience to open your room. <sighs> Who gives a shit? Why do you need this? I don't get why this is new. You've got a fucking magic band on your arm. I don't get this. I do and I don't. It might make sense in Disneyland. Yes. But I do and I don't get this because most hotels offer this now. But now this is only why. But why? Now this is only at the Wilderness Lodge shit. So it's Wilderness Lodge, Copper Creek, and the cabin. It's only at the Wilderness Lodge. You can only use this in the shitter at the Wilderness Lodge. Only for say to that place where it feels like you're living in the goddamn woods. So, uh, yeah, you're a fucking living in the woods. Use your phone. I I don't know. You you have to use a magic band to get in the park. Why bother with this? Like to me, this is a waste you have of to Disney use a money. Magic band to wipe your ass in Disney, Scott. Why the fuck would you need your phone I, I to ju- open your door? To me, I just think this is a waste of money. 
It's, it's a waste of money. It's not. It's a waste of money. It's, it's a waste of effort. It's a waste it's, of brain power. It's a waste of my breath right now because I'm fucking talking about it. It's technology that's existing already. It's technology that's existing. Everywhere. Okay, they make my phone into a drone so I can fly to my room. It's fucking existing technology too. Does it make it good? Magic pants are going away. You're going to be using your phone for your life. <laughs> that's how I feel. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. A <laughs> uh, couple. Couple of other things. Uh, there's a new photo opportunity over at the uh, Tower of Terror gift shop. You, oh, you can get the same. You can get the same ghostly photo that you can get at Memento Mori over at the Tower of Terror gift shop. Oh, more shit I don't care about. Okay, cool. Because you know how much that costs? It's like $70. Is it really? Yeah. Is it? I thought it was like 40 something. I don't know. I I'm never pretty looked sure at it. I'm pretty sure if, if well, unless they lowered the price, it might be 40 now. But I'm pretty sure when that first came out, we were there, and it was like oh, 70 69 99 <laughs> 69 <laughs> Lots of sixes and lots of nines. <laughs> Ticks and we're not, we're, not to, we're not to episode 69 just yet. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you can you can still get you can get that now new, sponsored that by AdamandEve.com. <laughs> <laughs> get all your ass jams there. <laughs> uh, uh, Wine bar George under construction, still forever. S- yeah, still, <laughs> still for the last like two and a half years, it is supposed to open spring. Ish. Which which means June? <laughs> Ron Burgundy, do you have a fucking question mark on oh, your please. teleprompter? Wait, no, because well, when was it originally supposed to open? I guess oh, like fall, fall of like no September of like 2017. Right, thank you. So it's been supposed to open forever. So when I'll be mm-hmm. more surprised when it actually opens at this point. The building does look near completion. It it looks like it's almost done. Hey, can we talk about how shitty? the menu in Toy Story Land looks? So, Trenton, Woody's Lunchbox. So, the menu was released this week. Yeah. Are you... Yeah, yeah it was. Are you eating there? Uh, if I want to eat potato barrels, <laughs> Scott? <laughs> so, so let's, let's go... Don't through. act like anybody that's reading this menu is fucking stupid, okay? We know you're fucking serving tater tots for $14. Yeah. With cheese. You know what I'm saying? You're putting fucking movie theater nacho cheese and Hormel chili on some tater tots, and you want me to pay $14? Suck my whole dick. Yeah, so, so this breakfast. sounds like an ultimate hangover food. I know. So breakfast. Let- they put... Wait, 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 wait. They put a raspberry jam on a turkey sandwich. Well, that that's, can't be that bad. That's kind of like cranberry sauce. That's how I looked at it, too. Yeah. That can't be that bad. No, no one's ordering that. That's a bad... Whoever the chef is at this restaurant, I hope they listen to this show, and I want them to private message me so I can tell you that you're stupid to your face. Okay, wait. I you're would, thinking well, that I they actually that. consulted a chef on a quick service yeah, restaurant? Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody. There's there's a culinary lead, I can guarantee you. I'm sure you. there's a culinary lead. Let's see how the cheapest way we can make a sandwich and make it special. Let's give the people is. some information here. For breakfast... Um, they have four entrees. The s'mores French toast sandwich, a breakfast sandwich, which is smoked turkey, eggs, Swiss, peppers and onions on sourdough, a breakfast bowl, which is hash browns, a.k.a. potato barrels, uh, brisket country ga- gravy and scrambled eggs, and then a banana split yogurt parfait. They do it- The breakfast sounds the best. I am not paying the kind of money for a yogurt parfait. 
is that six dollars? Yeah, uh, the shit. the sandwiches are anywhere from seven forty nine to eight forty nine for the breakfast bowl. Nope. Okay. No, but I mean, out at, of at just to, to right off the bat, this is going to be run of the mill mm-hmm. Disney breakfast yes. food. Yeah, absolutely. Which is fine. Which is fine. And actually, for that price, the breakfast isn't bad, and I feel like the breakfast is going to be filling. I think the breakfast is the best choice for this place out of the other choices, but you'll continue to tell the other choices. Wait, 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 but hear me out really quick. Are you rope dropping Hollywood Studios right now? No. no. You don't have to rope drop it. But no, hear me out. What why time you, is... Yeah, why are you going for breakfast? Right, why that's would you exactly be there for breakfast it. Time? It's... If you're taking your kids there in the morning, you're going to get early fast passes so you can knock those fast passes out in the morning with your kids. You're going to get some breakfast while they're riding fucking Slinky Dick Coaster. And then prob- and, you're gonna- and then go to Magic Kingdom afterwards. Yeah, but, I, I get that. Then you're going to go somewhere that matters? Yeah, but sure. And I'm not saying... When does breakfast end in Disney? Uh, uh, I think 11. No, and, and the thing is, I like Hollywood Studios, but there's not much else you're doing with your kids. Right, Hollywood Studios right now, and even even with Toy Story open, it's still not a kid-friendly park. No, not at all. With your kids, you're doing the two Toy Story rides, you're doing Frozen Sing Along. You might do that Disney Junior bullshit, which you got to sit on the floor. Fucking, ho- I've done that. I don't even have fucking kids. I've done but, but that. But here's the we, thing: we, with we this. did that. We did that. It was it was okay. Ethan liked it, but at the end of the day, Scott, we were it was, on the, Scott, on the it was horrible. But 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 Scott, here's the horrible. thing with this: I'm gonna grab a bagel at the resort before I leave. Yeah, and most well, and most even even most families are gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Most families are gonna grab something before they get there. The the breakfast, yeah, pass, big pass. I'm not paying six dollars well, for a parfait. Yeah. Well, let's continue the menu because I think the entire menu is kind of a big. Okay, pass, so but. so lunch and dinner. This is served from eleven eleven thirty until uh, until close. And it's the same menu. Uh, well, not quite, not quite. Uh, they do have a bri- uh, barbecue brisket melt. Uh, that's twelve. This is the one thing that sounds twelve ninety nine. Thirteen dollars for a barbecue brisket sandwich. And it's probably fatty gross brisket from fucking Flame yes. Tree. No, it's uh, not Flame Tree because you know. It's too far to travel. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, but it's the same. It's going to be the same yeah. quality. It's going to be worse point, than I flame tree. I honestly the think. smoked, the smoked turkey sandwich, which is smoked turkey, tomato, lettuce on a multigrain bread, served with the choice of side nine ninety nine. Monte Cristo with raspberry jam. See, fuck that. Don't. So I don't want that. If the raspberry jam is on a Mo- on a smoked I turkey, I could see that. I have a question. But, is the Monte Cristo a real fried Monte Cristo, or is it a grilled Monte it's Cristo? It's probably grilled. It's probably griddled. So then no, griddled. then yeah. no, hard pass because it's uh, not that's fried. A, yeah, because that's that's eleven forty nine. The grilled oh, three cheese. That. Yeah, grilled three cheese sandwich. Grilled cheese, eight ninety nine. Wait. So this is this is my point though. With what this. kind of and grilled cheese? <laughs> For and unfortunately, the problem is that people are going to pay this because they're going to be in, they're going to be in Toy Story Land with their kids, and they're going, they're going to pay this. Now, the the thing that I, it's just like, I just feel like, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling on my words. I I kind of feel like they could have done anything else here. Oh, absolutely. We we did this in in two hours. We talked about this in two hours. Right. How this could be better. I, um, and, and that's what we said. We, we were talking earlier. We have a, 
a chat between the admins or the the, the hosts, and and we discussed this earlier. I I honestly think we designed the land better in two hours. Oh, I agree. But here's the game, my does. Is this the real draw for this park? No. And no, this it's going to be the draw for children. This is a side piece. Exactly. This is the side piece for this park. Exactly. Once people are going, and adults are going to go to Disney or to Toy Story Land to get into Toy Story. No, Mania. mom. No, <laughs> mom and the kids are going to go to Toy you Story Land while Dad goes to Star Wars. Without so a doubt. let's get let's get to what the shooters want to know. The beverages. Uh, yeah, that doesn't... No, that did, that's not even a start, man. That's not even a start. There are there are non-alcoholic beverages. Let's just get this one out of the way. The assorted uh, fountain beverages in a souvenir alien sipper, $15. It, I'm not going to lie. Stephanie literally came to me the other day and said, I really want this cup. <laughs> Sorry. The mystic... You can leave this You can leave this part of the show. She said the it. Mystic... She had no shame. She has an alien tattoo, though. I can't... I mean, she's big into it, but... I the mystic the punch... Cup. The mystic punch is Powerade. It's Powerade. Isn't it mixed with something, though? Yeah, lemon, lime, and tangerine. It's Powerade Mountain Berry Blast with lemon, lime, and tangerine and a souvenir alien sipper. That's sixteen nineteen. That is seventeen dollars. That is a. We could. That is a, We could both have that gross Monty Dixco sandwich for fucking seventeen dollars. <laughs> yeah. the game with this. And get two of those drinks, and you can get a Nautilus. Get two of those drinks, and you can get a pour of Macallan eighteen. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense to me. No. Not at all. Uh, and there's not alcohol. There, no. There, no, no it's alcohol. Silver. It's there are two. There are four alcoholic beverages oh offered. Uh, the Grown Ups Lemonade, which is three olives, black cherry vodka. No, thank you. Odawal Lemonade and black cherry puree. Absolutely not. Nine nine twenty five. No, thank you. Not. That sounds like a better deal than that shit you just mentioned before. Well, it does, but not happening. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Blue Moon Belgian White Ale from Golden, Colorado. Seven twenty five. Pass. Uh, that, but, but no, I'm not saying it. I would buy it, but Blue it's an average. Moon tastes like Blue Moon tastes like a Bud Light after I rubbed orange juice all over my balls and dipped them in. Why well, funny Why story. Is everything about your balls tonight. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> funny. Funny story. Because just one of them is. It's weird. It's probably not healthy. Funny story. Because the other <laughs> beer offered is the Bud Light Lager from St. Louis, Missouri. Look, I am, I am St. Louis. See, there's some guy in the back with huge nuts and a bunch of oranges. I can understand <laughs> the 7.25 price point because that's what you're gonna pay at a restaurant or whatever. Right. But would I necessarily pay for this at Disney when I know that? Oh wow, I forgot the name of the place. Tap House. No. Base Baseline Tap House. Baseline, baseline Tap House is down the block, right. literally, and I can get a better beer there for that price. Yeah. Um, Not for that price. Six, <laughs> six. No, sir. Two full-size beers at Baseline are going to be like 22 bucks. No, they're not. Yes, they Is are. Is it really? So the 16-ounce draft of Bud Light Lager at Woody's um, Lunchbox is six seventy-five. A 22-ounce... All right, uh, so we're getting more ounces... Well, no, let me go with a 16-ounce. A 16-ounce, um, here, 
perfect. The Angel City IPA, a wonderful Los Angeles beer, eight fifty for a dollar more, or dollar and fifty more. You can get a wonderfully well-crafted beer. And look, I'm St. Louis born and bred. I love it. Love St. Louis. Don't drink Bud Light. But that, but you made my point. I'm gonna. But, but would, you, but you selectively picked it a beer, Scott. That's not the most expensive beer on that menu. No, I mean you can go up to nine seventy five. The the most expensive beer is nine seventy five on that menu. But but to be fair, we're choosing the Bud Light. That's a twenty two ounce beer. That that that's going up to like the Ballast Point or Sierra Nevada Sidecar or Lagunitas Pills. After, but but after tax, two of those beers is twenty two bucks. Wait 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 wait, but. One beer is seven twenty-five. For if we're looking at top of the line to top of the line, right? Yeah. The the beer at the beer at tap at uh, base house or yeah, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's my fault. I base, started this yeah, drink. Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> Baseline tap house is way better beer than you're ever gonna get at Woody's. Yeah. And it's and it's what a twenty if, no it, ten minute getting, walk. You're getting a larger beer. Walk? Yeah. You're getting a larger beer for ten minute walk. Dads, go get your beer at baseline, get it to go, and then go walk with your kids over to Woody's. I agree. And they with can that. get their PB and J sandwich. Or just go to fucking uh Oh good. Sorry. The caps wanted overtime. Um or just go to the Brown Derby Lounge and sit outside and get something way better. And get better food, and don't fuck around with either of those well, shitholes. Well, no, no. If you have kids, but here's the thing: I think Scott and I are talking about walking around with the beer. Yeah, you, you got to remember, Trenton. If you're going to Torsair Lane, you have yeah. kids that are going to want to ride the rides. Then go to the little stand right before you go uh, up the stairs to get to the launch bay, and get a frozen Coke with Captain Morgan. Mm, I'd rather have the beer. Well, liquor's quicker, baby. It's not about it's not about the journey. It's about the destination. Wait, no. Mm, for me, it's the journey. Re- reverse that. It's the journey, not the destination. No, for me, for me, it's the yeah, destination. For you, it's the destination. <laughs> Here's I am agreement. I am in agreement with Scott on this one. It's, I it's will just not go good out food. of my way, but I will yeah. go out of my way for a better beer. I will go out of my way for a better drink. You, I you don't you walk over you walk over to baseline you stop you grab a beer and then you walk you stroll mm-hmm. with your kid over to Toy Story Land and you're enjoying your better beer at a reasonable price because honestly for for nine fifty for a twenty two ounce beer of a quality IPA I'd rather have that. Well, I'm not even a beer snob, and I'd rather have that. But here's the thing. You're not sitting at baseline unless you get there early enough because it gets way too crowded. Right. Grab it and go. And that's Grab it. it go. You're going, you're moving, and you keep it moving. And that's the way I like at it, too. And you don't even have to listen to that shitty music. Oh, let's not get started on that. Because that's kind of what I'm afraid about for Toy Story Land, too. Well, I think I think Toy Story Land is going to be all Randy Newman, all the time. I think Toy Story Land is going to suck. It's either that, it, or, or all I need is that one Sarah McLaughlin song. Everyone to make themselves want to kill themselves. <laughs> when somebody oh. loves you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, speaking of um, feelings, Uh-oh. let's talk about millennials. Why? 
Because, uh... Because <laughs> of that dumbass milkshake? Yep. With that dumbass marshmallow and that fucking cotton candy and everyone can shove it up their ass like a fucking <laughs> sandpaper dildo. Why is everything going up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> He's got secrets. Not my ass. I'm not drinking that shit. So over at Vivoli Il Gelato in Disney Springs, you can find the Millennial Pink Milkshake. God, it looks like Pepto-Bismol to it's me. It's strawberry sorbet <laughs> with banana gelato spun with milk, and then it's served inside of a white chocolate-dipped waffle cone with a drizzle of strawberry sauce topped with whipped cream, pink sprinkles, <laughs> strawberry dipping dots. Because let's not get let's not get confused. These are fucking dipping dots, <laughs> and then fresh <laughs> strawberry on top of that. <coughs> Uh, if we have, <laughs> if we have not, <laughs> if we have not like fully jumped into millennial bullshit, I don't know what's going on. All right. To be fair, as a company, I get why they're doing it. That's yeah, money. It's a money grab. Exactly. <laughs> Will I ever pay for this? <sighs> Fuck it up. This is. This is um, a hot fucking mess. Yes. I don't even know what to say. This is like a hot turd. When did covered in bismol become the color of a generation? Is what I want to know. Now, it, my problem is, is that I keep getting lumped into this horse cockery, <laughs> and I don't understand. Now, if you're in the Magic Kingdom, it can get even better. Because you can stop at the chapeau and get your millennial pink ears, your rose gold ears, and then talk about wanting to hockey fight them. And then you can go across the street and go over to the Emporium and get your spirit jersey, and then you can go over to Annie Gravity's and you can grab your millennial pink milkshake there. Which this is even worse. So this is basically strawberry milkshake, topped with cotton candy, and then a Mickey-shaped marshmallow. And then wait, wait. That the drink sounds good to me. (laughs) Wait, it gets even better. Then you can take this to the purple fucking wall and Instagrammy the shit out of it. Instagrammy? (laughs) Yeah, that's the new thing. Is Instagrammy? (laughs) Everybody wants to win an Instagrammy. If I see anyone doing that when I'm in Disney next week, it's going to be hard not to pull the back of their shirt over the front of their head and uppercut them (laughs) into the forehead, and then throw them into that fucking duck shit filled pond on the left. <laughs> is it bad that all I really really want to do is pull like a Wednesday Adams in front of the purple wall at this yes. point? <laughs> just be like just take my picture. I, I, I get it. I don't I don't get the, I don't get the need for labels and, and Scott, hashtags. Scott, now you see why when I get that millennial tag it makes me want to shove a KFC spork so far into my ear that it digs into my brain and I forget what year that I was but born. Here's dude, the game with dude I'm, I'm one year into the millennial tag, and I do the tag in air quotes, because I am far from as yeah. millennial as you can imagine. But you're still old compared to me. I know. What I'm saying I'm is, is I'm, I'm 26. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm 26, and none of this horse cockery applies to me at all. None of it. Not even a little bit. I I don't like that color pink. I don't really care for marshmallows. Strawberry milkshakes are not my fave. Well, I I would still say if you want if you want a better ice cream dessert, get your ass over to Ample Hills and go get some ice cream over there. I would rather pay 
and everyone knows my feelings on this. I would rather buy that foot-long chili cheese oh, dog Jesus. at Casey's. Oh, so that looks so good. And eat it in two bites than Can order I be this fucking shit. With you? And I'm gonna mention the place that shall not be named on this podcast, but I'm going to anyway. Universal. Yes. I would get gladly, gladly, gladly pay a Uber and get myself a Voodoo Donuts. Oh my god, they're so good though. Maybe, you know what, I haven't had Voodoo Donuts and oh maybe god, I just... Mind-blowingly good donuts. I don't know, I'm, I'm, a chip, I'm, a, I'm a chips and coke kind of guy, I'm a, I'm a savory kind of guy, so... They think they have a bacon donut. Donuts just don't do it for me. Usually they don't for me either. They just... I'm old and crotchety, and they just usually cause me heartburn, but these have to be some of the best handmade, overindulgent donuts I've ever had in my life. (laughs) And that's the best way I can put it. They're just... They're decadence. There's no other word for it. They're just over the top, overly done, all the toppings, everything you'd ever want, and they are awesomely tasting. And I'm drunk. <laughs> hey, hey, that's why we do the show, man. <laughs> so can we talk about something that doesn't make me want to put a bullet in my brain? Sure. That's a really well, short So, list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's focus on something that doesn't make me want to suck starter shotgun. So, Shan Nichols today decided to bring his lapu-lapu pineapple into Magic Kingdom and proceeded to take his photo pass pictures with every princess he could find and in front of the castle and wherever else he could find with a photo pass photographer with the pineapple as if it was his spouse. Do you mean his emotional sport pineapple? Yeah. It's fucking great. He's awesome. It makes me so happy. He's found his safe space. He is. He is. Scott, you had and his I comfort. Have both met him in real life. Yes. Oh yeah. He is an awesome person. And wonderful. I'll be meeting man. him on Saturday. I'm walking around Epcot with him on Saturday. I don't know when this is coming out. So, if it as comes of out. fucking. Oh, it'll it'll come out before Saturday. Um, but if this comes out before Saturday, it'll come out before uh, Saturday. Promise. Saturday the 21st I'll be walking around <clears throat> Epcot with Shan. I think we need to we need to name him King Kamehameha. Is that what it is? <laughs> well, he's the pi- the pineapple king. It, uh, Adam, I hate to break this to you. Um Oh no. May 11th, Friday May 11th, uh Lin-Manuel Miranda makes his debut on the DuckTales uh show. Woo-hoo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, also know who, I also don't know who the fuck that is. What? You gotta Wait, know who Lin Manuel. You gotta know who Lin Manuel Miranda is. I mean, I probably knew who he is if oh, I saw him or knew what he was in. Is but. it really, really bad that I need to see Frozen the Musical on Broadway? I mean, look, I don't begrudge you. I mean, Disney musicals are great. <laughs> I don't begrudge you. I mean, Disney. I was look, listening to I some of say, the songs. That monster song is mind-blowingly. Hey, good. when we get. When we get done with this, I have a, a topic that we should talk about. But uh, Look, Adam, I think Disney musicals are wonderful. They've done a great job with them. They've done a great job he translating. He Yeah, talk about the musicals. Um, Lion King obviously has, okay? has staying power over the last, what, 20-something years? Right? 
Mm-hmm. Aladdin, Aladdin is big on Broadway. Little Mermaid did well. Beauty and the Beast did well. Little Mermaid didn't do that well, actually. No, it's still on going Broadway. on. No, it's still isn't. going on. Not on Broadway. It's been Maybe closed off, for a while. Beauty Broadway. and the Beast has been closed for a while, too. No, but it's been on Broadway for a long time. The longest has Lion King. Oh, yeah. Well, Lion King is the best. Was it Little Mermaid on roller skates or some crazy nonsense like that? Uh, Little Mermaid is was last on Broadway in 2008. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. But it, but it, it, but it lasted a while. Have you listened to Hamilton? No. You should. You should. I'm afraid. Don't be. If I you like, does. okay. If you like '90s, um, like Biggie. It's, here's it's, the game, and this is my honest opinion, and this is why I'm you're so... You're afraid to love it, I know. No. Um, Anti-Hamilton, because I feel it's gimmicky. Look, I'll say it this way. Alexander Hamilton was an amazing part of our history in, the, in, in America. Without a doubt. Prior to, prior to this Broadway show, Hamilton was going to be replaced on the $10 bill. Okay, and means. then this brought him back into fame. It brought him back into how real and how important he was in our society, in our in our country. And I, like the last song, like the last song says, you know, who lives, who dies, who tells your story? <laughs> and nobody told his story until today. I, I don't knock that. But I feel that the musical is based on a gimmick. It's but it but it's all based on reality. It's based on truth. Like all, everything that's in the in the musical is I, is truth based. I don't knock that. I think the style of the musical is gimmicky. See, I love the style because it, it takes on the Biggie, the '90s rap, the '90s R&B, and it kind of like it flows well. But. The Tupac musical did the same thing and failed miserably. Well, that's because... Yeah, it's because it was a Tupac musical. No. Not saying that Tupac's not good. I'm not saying that Tupac no, didn't I'm have not, a presence. But, but, well, but you're, trying, you're also trying to put, put Tupac, Tupac in the East musical in the same sentence. It's like, ugh. Hear me out. I've make been the fucking to all... Predator musical. I've been ugh. to a lot of Broadway shows. Some good. No. So. Well, Adam, Are you Adam, trying to Adam. say something because I'm gay and grew up in New York that I've been to a lot of Adam, shows, Adam, I'll put it... No, it's because you talk about it every other five <laughs> minutes. Adam, I'll put no, it this way. But... L- listen, one of... Like, growing up in the 90s and early 2000s and being in high school, college, Ashanti and Ja Rule was a big fucking thing. What would I be without you? Right, right. <laughs> Part of... The, 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 the song Helpless... <laughs> Was based on Ashanti and Ja Rule, and then when Ham- when Lin Manuel goes and does the Hamilton oh mixtape, and Ja Rule and Ashanti say, "Yeah, we want to do your song." I mean, that's just like it's are like fan fiction. Out the- but are they relevant now? No, it doesn't matter if they're relevant. But the, yeah, his does. inspiration, no, it's like Twilight no, Zone. His inspiration came back and said, "Yeah, we want to do your song because you, ins- we inspired you, and you've inspired us." Okay, now I have a question. Did they do that before it was popular or after it was popular? 
Uh, I think it was the mixtape was like right after the show premiered. Because the show got huge very quickly, and the only very reason quickly. why I asked that is because what kind of career does Ashanti have at this point? Well, I mean, it, they look. They didn't make the any. The they didn't make oh any money off see, the Hamilton mixtape. Trenton just made my point. He just yeah, asked if he I was know. the one. She was the one who tried it in pain wreck. I know. I know. I know. Who was that? Oh, that was Aaliyah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but but that's my point. It's like yes, of course I'm but, gonna jump. Yes, I, you made you you styled your whole Broadway show after me, and it's massively popular. I will definitely do your song for it. You know what? You don't even have to pay me. Just give me the freaking. Um, no, but that's but now. that's what's amazing about it. I I don't know. I I think you I think you need to you need to sit no, down. No, but hear me out because Rent the, did the same thing, and Rent was a musical more of my time. But Stevie yeah. Wonder decided to. Oh, you de- you decided to style this after me. Let me record a single. Oh, all right, come on. You had nothing to do with this musical. You might have no, influenced some of the song. Do you know this way to Saint-Tropez? But at the end of the day, you had nothing to do with this. No, and I, I am going to try to make money off of you. And and you know what, Adam? I never... Partially because my sister and her friend were so, so big into Rent. I hated it. Um, I never got into Rent, but... It wasn't your time period. No, it wasn't my time period. Hamilton is my time. That's fair, but don't ex- I love Rent. I've seen Rent on Broadway. I can't, I've lost count of how many times I saw it. But at the same token, I would never expect you to like Rent the same way I don't expect you to for me to like Hamilton. It's just, it's a disconnect. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. You never know. You it never know. Me. It does. It look. It is a Meanwhile, little bit scary. Meanwhile, I automatically gate out today and listen to half the soundtrack of Blame Is. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. So Trent, Trent, you had one more thing before we go tonight. So I wanted to talk about it, and I know somebody had posted a a, um, a thread the other day about it. Um, the idea of uh, Tales of Wonderland versus the Dining Plan. Uh, Taylor's Wonderland. Taylor's in the Wonderland. Uh, uh, I mean, 100%. We've all agreed on that. But I just didn't know if we wanted to Well, comment look, on that. Look, I, I, I think at the end of the day, um, Adam, Adam and I both have DVC. We can buy the dining plan whenever we go down. Mm-hmm. I think for us, um, Andrew and I are planning a February trip with our in-laws. We're going to get a two-bedroom villa. And the nice thing about the dining plan is your costs are contained. You know kind of what you're spending. But I think the value at four adults and one child over the age of three is going to be at the Tables of Wonderland. You'll spend, you you will save more money doing, because at, at the end of the meal, my mother-in-law doesn't, may drink a glass of wine my father-in-law will have a martini um andrew and i will probably have like three drinks <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> i'm sorry between both of you or individually no, individually okay. um yeah it's disney i hope i hope you were gonna be a fucking chump about that dude no not at all um but at the end of the day the value of the 20 percent discount on everything on your bill is basically 
a free tax and free gratuity. No, it's what it is. They already cover gratuity. Yeah, no, they, so it's it's well, no, because they cover twenty percent gratuity not anymore. No, it's on, eighteen. Yes, they on do. Disney Dining Plan. I thought they removed. No. It's eighteen. No, it's eighteen. No, no, no. He's talking tables in Wonderland. Both, both automatic. When you use da- tables in Wonderland or Disney Dining Plan, they automatically add eighteen percent gratuity. No, they don't. Nope. That's not, not on Dining really, Plan. They do not. And not on. Uh, not on. That's the whole point of doing fucking tables in Wonderland because tables in Wonderland gives the server twenty percent for free. No. Well. No. Um. They used to. Here's the game with this. Um. They give it to them on wait, their wait, paycheck, wait, 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 whatever. Wait, wait. I get it. No, no, no. They're, they actually used to your DV, your not DVC, your. Oh my god, I'm drunk. Um, it used to include tax, tip, and gratuity for a Disney so, dining plan. So I want to say right. they removed the gratuity. They did. They did. That's they what did. I'm saying. So you're just paying tip for your meal. Right. Whereas the um, now tables you can be and a kind of covers your tip. Right, that's the whole point of what I'm saying. So Disney Dining Plan no longer automatically it used to. Yes, used it to did. apply 18. percent Used to. You now cover the tip for Disney Dining. Yes. Right. Which is why my argument has been that the Tables of Wonderland is so much more worth it. Even with Disney Dining Plan now covering an alcoholic beverage. Who gives a okay, fuck? Okay, here's the... It, you really have to figure out how you eat. And it's... I'm not eating enough to cover so, a, a, so, a basic dining plan. So on, like, you know, to clarify, Disney Dining Plan does not add any automatic gratuity onto your bill anymore. Tables in Wonderland still does uh, add a automatic 18% gratuity to your bill no yeah no I'm, I'm looking at the card right now a charge of 18 percent is added it. to tables and one online table service transactions most parties tipping around 18 percent anyways so it's essentially a two percent discount basically this is a free tip on, and tip and tax onto your meal well just tip i wouldn't even mainly say just tax. tip a little bit of tax but it does offer you a discount. If you have more than three people at your dining table, I would recommend Tables in Wonderland. And Tables in Wonderland covers ten fucking people. Yes. Well, but here's the game with this. Especially if you have a child who doesn't eat. To pay that... A.K.A. my... A majority of kids... My in-laws. <laughs> my sister-in-laws, no, but yeah. a majority of kids are very finicky. So, but that's what I'm saying. So listen. So my in-laws, I have two 15-year-old sister-in-laws, okay? They're twins. And one doesn't eat shit, and the other one also doesn't eat fucking shit. So when they get – they insist on doing the fucking dining plan every time. And I try to explain it every time, and they still end up paying for it. And we end up, if we're there paying for our room, which, God bless them, we stayed at Bay Lake Towers last time, but it's like, you don't need this. Just pay 
the fucking Tables of Wonderland, and you're getting a much better deal. Because we're not... And personally, every time that I've been to Disney... I've, I've been to Disney World three times since last June. <clears throat> and we've done the dining plan twice. <clears throat> and we've had 12 to 13 between quick services left over and snacks to get snacks before we left. Which is fucking stupid. We don't eat that much food. Well, that was the other no thing. Nobody... That, no reasonable human eats that much food. That's exactly my point. I found I ate so much more on the dining plan than I did ever in my yeah, the, life. You have to plan. You have to plan your whole trip yes. around meals. Well, it's yeah, not only that, that. It's just I really ate a lot in Disney. And that's and that's the thing. Is my the last time we went down with my in-laws, we got the dining plan. And we got the deluxe dining plan, so we had three table service credit meals per day. And it honestly, my, my father-in-law was like, are we going to Disney or are we just going to restaurants? Because that's what it felt like. I mean, for Tim and I, though, and I'm not going to lie, back a couple years ago, it made sense. Because we were only eating at deluxe restaurants. And it, and it, it balanced out. But we actually sat down and did the math properly for once. And you could find enough one credit mm-hmm. restaurants that well, you just, that you can do on Tables of Wonderland. Dude, the worst experience I've ever had in my life was one of our trips where I fucked up the credits. And I'm the planner. <laughs> and I screwed them up. We ate three sit-down meals in one day. Oh, God. We did that a couple times. I w- How did you function? We did you don't. It. You, you, you don't. literally just traveled from breakfast to lunch. Yeah. That's dinner. exactly what happened. Yeah. And by the time we were done with the day, you could have rolled me back to the room because I was so bloated and so uncomfortable with myself. And and the the real problem is when you sit down for a table service lunch, you're 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 essentially knocking what an hour and a half minimum. Minimum. Uh, and dinner is two hours, and breakfast mm-hmm. is another hour. So you're talking, you know, six hours, five and a half hours out of your day. Of being in the parks, so for me it's tables it's tables in Wonderland because not only do you get the twenty percent discount, but you also get if you're dining at a resort and you have a restaurant reservation at a resort in ADR, you will get complimentary valet parking if you if you've brought a car, you can go up to the valet and say I have tables in Wonderland. They'll valet your your car for free. It's not twenty five dollars. And you come back and you give the, you tip the valet, you know, five bucks for valet in your car. I, I've just never seen, you know, the times that I've actually, the, the times that we've been and I've found the dining plan to be reasonable and, and, and thinking back on it, it's not reasonable. When, when I really felt like I was getting advantage of it, where we ate at Gico or we ate at Citrico's or a place that took two dining service credits is like, oh man, I'm really fucking this place. But, but when you look back at it, your di- your daily dining is like sixty bucks. So unless you're spending hundred and twenty dollars a person, the dining plan is garbage. Well, here's the game with this also. Back in the day, the dining plan was worth it. Now, not so much. Not that's, so much. That's like that's like free dining. That's like when everyone's like, Oh yeah, look at me, I got free fucking dining. Oh yeah, your room also costs d- double. You're dumb. If you th- if you think that fucking free dining is a good deal still, you're dumb. Sorry. It's not that. It, it, it is that. No, it's 100% that. Because 
here's the game with this, and because the people rack rate for your room, you're getting fucked. Back in the day, it was worth it because and back after nine eleven, free dining, sure. No, are you trying to date my dumb fucking old ass right now? (laughs) Because (laughs) what I'm saying is, free dining, free dining was implemented after nine eleven, and it was a reason to get people to come back to the parks. And now it's just Disney doesn't want to do it anymore because it's dumb. So you get a rack rate room on your fucking room. Even the dining plan back then was worth it because of cost, because of it wasn't something that was necessarily offered to you if if you didn't buy, you couldn't necessarily get the um, Tables in Wonderland. So that 20% was usually yeah, off the table. Tables in Wonderland wasn't a thing until two years but ago. But that's exactly my point. So when you're Wait. looking at it from somebody who's constantly going to Disney, who doesn't necessarily ever look at the computation and just assumes that this is a deal, why wouldn't you? It took us a few years to realize wait a second, this doesn't make sense. But that's the problem. That's what I'm saying, though. And it's just like the general public. And like I said, my in-laws, I, I have a Disney podcast. I talk to my father-in-law about Disney twice a week. And I can't convince him that the dining plan's not worth it. I, he won't but, listen. But, but I think, Trent, at the same time, the dining plan basically compartmentalizes your cost. And that's the problem, him doing what he does for a living. I mean, he's very successful. Um, it, he doesn't give a it shit. Says, that's the problem. It says, I, I spend, you know, a mm. hundred bucks a day, and I know what my costs are, and I can pick what I want. I can pick the filet mignon, or I can pick the chicken. I don't have to deal with how much, what costs, and where it is. I get an appetizer, I get an entree, and then I get a dessert. It's nice. The problem is, but the, when we went in June, we went with them, and we stayed in Bay Lake. So they paid for the hotel, and they said they wanted to do the dining plan, so I said, okay. We paid, like, almost $600. It was, like, 580 something mm-hmm. for the dining plan, for the basic dining plan. And Stephanie, I, Stephanie, I know you're listening. I love you <laughs> so much. Am I going to have to cut this? <laughs> But before we go, but, but but before we go to a restaurant, I can tell you what she's gonna order. I can tell you the appetizer she wants. I can tell you the entree she wants, and I can tell you the the dessert that she wants. And it's never going to be what adds up to the dining plan. And then when I go to these restaurants, because I'm a cheap piece of shit, I want to get the most expensive appetizer. Yeah. I want to get the most expensive entree, yes. and I want to get the most expensive dessert. Yes, because I'm gonna. Fuck you, Disney. You see, but, but you know what? I still don't end up fucking him because she still ends up getting cheap well, shit. Seriously, also, the other aspect of this is that you're ordering shit for the price. You're not ordering shit that you don't want, that you might not necessarily want. Which is why want. you don't get the dining plan. It, 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 it's a game. It is. And it, 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 it's, it's a really, it's, it's something very personal. Because I, I can see some people making out on it. For Tim and I, we don't because we drink, and we're not having one drink per meal. 
And if Disney didn't know that, they wouldn't be doing this new thing where they offer a, an alcoholic beverage it, with the dining plan. But it's plan. one drink. That's just to draw more people in. Oh, well, I drink, it's, but I'm going to. It's so that makes you do the dining plan now. It's not going to fucking work. And at the end of the day, I might be the smaller one out of this, but I eat twice as much as Tim does. And I have no shame to admitting that I will get an appetizer. I will get a second appetizer if he doesn't eat his. You know what? Oh, Feed you are going to. You were gonna love the Disney Cruise. <laughs> That's it, exactly it. I'm going to eat like a slob, and I know I. That's am. my thing with the with the tables of Wonderland, though. Me and Stephanie, we could go to let's say Yak and Yeti, and we could order th- three or four appetizers and one dessert and share it, and we're fine. No. You yeah, no, I need I need a meal. <laughs> No, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm with Adam. I don't share my meal. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scott, have you ever eaten at Yakin? Yes, twice. Actually, four, have t- you ever four done times. The four times. You've eaten at the Yakin Yeti sit-down restaurant. Four times. Four times. Four times. Jesus Christ, that is not the answer I expected. I love Yakin Yeti. Um, I love it. It just doesn't seem bougie enough. Okay, because you got you got to remember you got to remember Trent. I love adventurous food. I love Indian food. That's how I am. You know, Yakineti is not that adventurous. It's it's, it's adventurous for Disney. Mm. The most adventurous thing on the menu is the duck breast, Scott. No, the <laughs> I will say I got the I got the chicken curry. It was pretty damn spicy. The menu is good. All I'm saying is is we can go there between the two of us. We can be drinking. We can get pot stickers. We can get oh, wings. Stick- we can get the pot stickers are amazing. The pot stickers make my dick hard. Uh, yeah, I think they do. Um, so we we can order appetizers and we're fine at a lot of places. I'm not saying necessarily Yak and Yeti is is not the staple of what I'm talking about. I'm just I just use that as an yeah. example because I can think of the appetizers there. But there's places there that certain days we're just not that hungry. We've been snacking all that. Say we were at Epcot. And say, say, put, You're all making this, me this feel coming, like a fat bastard right now. <laughs> no, but this coming this coming week, this coming week we're going during Flower and Garden, and we snack around the world during Flower and Garden. Do I still need a quick service, and do I still need a table service that day? I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I maybe I may weigh Trang, 160 pounds, I but I need to, my food. But that's it. You, I love you to death, but I eat like a fat kid. Yeah. And, that's the only and I normally way I do too. I, maybe, maybe I just haven't been that hungry lately. I don't know because of the diet I've been on or what. But it's, no, I, gobble the that shit up. The more energy man. I expend, the more I want to yeah. eat. In Disney, I, 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 I always just, say this: in Disney, calories don't count because I'm burning it. No, up. and I get that. Dude, and and, and when only, we go next week, I'm not worried about calories or it's what worse I'm eating, than that but, because I'm the only asshole who walks around Disney for a week and gains weight because I eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I and shit you not. I feel you, Drop man. dead serious. I am. I, feel I gained ten is, pounds on the last vacation I was on because that's all there, I do is eat. I would say the average person that was not no, eating. I agree even with the basic, you. Even the basic dining plan. If you're planning a quick service, a snack, and a fucking sit down every day, it's gonna be See, too much. For me, I wish they would offer a dining plan with one quick service. And two table five snacks. No, two table service and and one snack per day. No, I need to like me, five snacks per day. <laughs> two table services per day. Well, yeah, because then you could say I'm gonna do a quick service breakfast, mm-hmm. a snack for lunch, 
and then do a signature restaurant for dinner. See, but that's not fair because Scott, you eat like I do. I know we and do. And there's no way that one snack is gonna hold you over. So you're stealing your son's snack and your wife's snack to make you hunk full. Tell uh, me I'm lying. Uh, uh <laughs> Wait, wait. I'm not sure everyone heard that right. Scott just said he needs a snack, a quick service, and two table credits a fucking day. I Look, I have the metabolism of like a 14-year-old. I don't. I know I don't. <laughs> so I, I do. eat like I do, but I don't. And I think what happens is when we're in Disney is that I'm just... I'm worried about going from thing to thing and doing thing to thing. Ah, uh, see, see, and I, I we've, I, I've been there so many times that like I'm there to enjoy the ambiance of the parks. And I agree. There's times when we'll sit and so it definitely happens during food and wine is one of the big ones. Is that we'll get, you know, we'll go to let's say can, uh, Canada, and we'll get two soups Canada. and two steaks with the truffle butter, <laughs> and we'll we'll go sit on a bench and we're like, look at that doofy fucker. Look at that shit. I mean, like, we people watch, and we eat, yeah. and I agree. No, I, I, I get that. But then there's times it's like, oh, let's, oh, we can make from Sworn, oh, look, the, the wait at Test Track, it just opened back up, it's 20 minutes, let's go over there. I'll eat. And... <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm We've just been to so not. many restaurants, that it's, at this, at this moment, it's not like... You do not want to be around me. We're not rushing to fucking <laughs> somewhere in spring. Yeah. You do not want to be around me during food and wine. I am like the never-ending garbage disposal when it comes to food. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with Adam there. I want to thank you all for joining us this week on Three Sheets of the Mouse. If you enjoy the show, please go over to iTunes let us know how we're doing. Give a rate and review. That's the best way for us. And it's the best way for other Disney fans like yourselves to find the show. If you want to follow us on Instagram, go over there at Three Sheets Podcast. That's the number three Sheets Podcast. And definitely hashtag Three Sheets Nation. Um, Trader Shan, like we talked about earlier, he took a picture at the purple wall with a pineapple that is That's so many p words took, yeah he took a picture fucking everywhere alliteration with the pineapple yes that's fancy so if you're in the parks tag us in your instagram that's at three sheets podcast don't forget to use the hashtag three sheets nation let's make that a thing uh make it fetch you know the whole thing yeah you know what fetch can be a thing Make fetch happen. Uh, if you <laughs> make really three want, sheets happen. Make three sheets happen, yeah. If you really want to interact with us, though, the best way, Trenton? Go over to facebook.com slash group slash three sheets, uh, where you're going to see a various plethora of polls, uh, posts, <laughs> pictures, <laughs> uh uh, another P word with drinks. The alliterations and, um, are out. Pina coladas. Pina coladas. Pina saladas. <laughs> so go over there and see all the good stuff to see and uh, join us. Be, be part of the family. We have a lot of fun. 
We have a lot of people that interact. We have a lot of people that uh, just brighten your day. You're not having a good day. We're all, a, you know, we're, we're one big group. We're, we're there to make your day better. We're there to make your Disney life better. We're there to make your, your you know, you know, your, your trips better. You're giving you tips, give you tricks, you know, tell you which restaurants to go tell you, tell you which <laughs> rides to ride. Turn tricks and, and learn tips. Uh, but definitely, yeah. definitely come hang out with us over at Three Sheets of the Mouse at, at uh, the, the, the Facebook group. If you have friends that love Disney as much as you do, invite them, join the Three Sheets Nation. Adam, give me some closing remarks. Closing remarks might be a little too serious for right now, but oh my god. I had a shit fucking day. There's no other way to put it. And if I didn't have you motherfuckers in my life, I don't know what exactly I would do at this point. I am allowed to yell at Scott and know that he fucking still loves me. I know I'm allowed to yell at Trenton and know that he fucking still loves me. I am allowed to release stress using this podcast i am allowed to watch your guys post and it makes me laugh and fucking changes my whole fucking outlook for the day so i can't appreciate my brothers my family enough i can't appreciate you guys on the podcast enough and just keep on keeping it us fuck keeping it disney it's our family at this point and that's all i'm gonna say good night everybody trenton give me some closure remarks tonight so, I, I can't say that I'm not a fan of these spontaneous, random, extra... Especially when they run two hours. You know, if you didn't talk about Obi-Wan so much, Scott... We, 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 got, we got Star Wars. We got Star Wars. Yeah, we, we, we really have to, to keep, that, keep that under control. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of these. I was hanging out with the guys earlier. We were playing some video games. I knew Adam was having a bad day. I knew Scott would be in because Scott's always in. And um, I had a really long day. I mean, I cannot believe I'm as articulate and awake as I am right now. Um, but but yeah, it's it's 3 o'clock when I'm... It's 3 a.m. and I must be lonely. <laughs> and Scott's singing Matchbox 20, so it's definitely time to go to bed. Um, I love the quarter 90s. I'm a little drunk and I need you now. <laughs> oh, he's, he's Adam singing country. You know it's bad. <laughs> to, re- to reflect what Adam had to say, um, you all make us happy. You all make this this group work. Without you, we're just five guys talking to nobody. Um, you know, certain of us. You know, Scott likes talking. He likes the sound of his own voice, but the rest of us don't. Um, so we're glad that other people listen. Um, we're glad that you guys care about what we do. We, we glad, we're glad that you, you fucking post. We, we're, you know, the, all of it, 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 it makes us keep doing it and it makes our weeks go by just like you make our weeks go by. So, um, thank you again. Um, do we need to mention Magical Meltdown? Yeah. Buy shirts, buy glassware. Go to themagicalmeltdown.com. Shirts, glassware, my face is on a lot of that shit, so I don't know why you wouldn't want it. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm the most attractive person so, on the podcast, so I don't understand why that wouldn't oh, be a talking yes. point. So, from all of us here at Three Sheets of Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long 
for just a while. I am the most attractive person in this podcast. Do we not agree on that? I am not going to get to this conversation. Scott, let's fight. <laughs> I'm still recording. Let's fight. <laughs>